The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Whenever people come to us from Lagos in the learning, they always want to go back the same day. You know, as if to say, they, if they don't go back, something terrible will happen to them. On my way, on my way. I said, where now? Sleep over. They said, no. I can't. So I'm so grateful to God to be here this morning and to share what I believe is an important message with us that I believe will transform the way we serve and various and many other things about our lives and our ministries and every and all things that we're into. But we brought some ministry resource materials that I believe will bless you. This one says opportunities abound everywhere. Someone asked me a question that um, of all the countries I have been, which one do I really like the most? And my answer was very simple. That there is no country I've been that is not good for one thing or the other. Some are good for their weather. Some are good for their food. Some are good for their people. Uh, some are good just for the food. Uh, some countries are good because of where they are located. Some countries are good because of the extent to which Christianity is gone in those countries. So there is no country you get to, no matter what the problems are, that there are no opportunities. Even here in Nigeria, a lot of opportunities. It depends on how you look at it. Some people look at opportunities as problems. You know. So opportunities abound everywhere. No matter where you are, there is an opportunity to do something, to say something, to have something, to hear something, to become something. Opportunities abound everywhere. This one says blessings of divine acceleration. You know, there are so many things that may happen to our course in life. C-O-U-R-S-E. And many, many times we need what I call course correction. C-O-U-R-S-E, correction. And uh, one way in which God corrects the course of our lives is through divine acceleration. This will bless you. This one says, handling the storms of life. You can never really predict every storm, but you can predict your response. It is not what happens to people in life that really makes them who they are, but how they respond to the things that happen. This is a very powerful material. This one says, change God's agenda for the next level. For as long as you are doing the same thing, you keep getting the same result. The day you change what you are doing, you begin to get a different result. So, for the next level, you may need to tweak on some things. The way you think, the way you speak, the way you hear, the people you are with, and the places you go. Your priorities. You may need to adjust them. Some churches, before they can grow, will have to adjust certain things. Priorities. The importance of prayer, the place of follow-up, the place of lifestyle evangelism, the place of pastoral care. All of those things are vital. Change God's agenda for the next level. Then I wrote a book to celebrate my 60th birthday. It's perhaps the biggest book I've ever written up till date. I mean, it's almost 400 pages. This is not a book for lazy people. This is not a book for lazy readers. 
is a summary of something that has made me who I am. Decision making. The title of the book is Decision Making Made Easy. Making a decision or a choice is not as easy as some people think it is. But when you have the right equipment and you have the right insights, you can make decisions. Some very quick decisions in a very precise and accurate manner. You need to reduce the margin of error in your life when it comes to decision making to the barest minimum. Our ministry, that is our ministry, official ministry that was inaugurated in 1987, uh, thundered 30 years. And so what I did was that I asked the tips department to recommend 30 messages that have been outstanding in the last 30 years in terms of purchases. I asked them to recommend. So they recommend 30 messages. So we have it here. 30th anniversary of making a difference. These messages are carefully chosen in terms of sales, sales figure, in terms of uh, the people that indicated interest in the message. So we have this special CD because some people don't like to read. The white man says if you want to hide something from a black man, put it in the book. You will never read. Or you are not black, you are coconut. White inside, but black outside. You know, the color of your skin is not what defines you, it's the content of your character. And you know, that is very important. So, I know here in Kingswood, because your oversight, your apostolic oversight is a versatile reader and writer. And I know you must have developed that culture of omnivorous consumption of God's word. So in celebration of my 60th birthday, I was also asked by the tips department to recommend 60 messages that I enjoyed preaching most. You know, there are times you enjoy preaching a message and people may not buy it because the topic that you dealt with may not be fanimorous. You know, when you are preaching about money, for example, people run away from some things. Say to Viagra. I've had enough already. So they told me to recommend 60 messages that I enjoyed preaching the most. You know, and I recommended this. So we call this one Celebrating Impact 60 Choice Messages that I enjoyed preaching most. These are different from those ones. So if you buy both, you have 90 messages. That's a lot. I mean, if you, if you don't know how to preach, just microwave. Take one of them, microwave it, and serve it hot. Include your own examples. <laughs> Include your own examples and your own definitions. And you are home high and dry. Well, this is a session for ministers. I don't want it to be an uptight session. I just want to uh, talk about a few things. Uh, let me see. I want to talk about a few things on that one topic. Which I know will help you a lot. You know, this is the phase of my life where I concentrate on ministering to ministers. And so yesterday I went to kingsworld.org um, and I saw something there. Because I just said, let me go to the website. I went there you know, I looked at it prayerfully and I saw something which was very important. By the time I began to speak, 
you will know what I saw that I want to emphasize. It's an opportunity for you to have a ministry of this nature because not many ministries are configured this way. So ministries are configured for you to, for you to keep coming back. Come and eat. Come and drive. Come and get. Come and come. Come. Come to Shiloh. Come to Shiloh. Even after the new testament, come to Shiloh. You must come to Shiloh. You must leave everything you are doing and come to Shiloh. And this is going to be a blessing to you, I believe. So let's open our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 11. Ask your neighbor, when last was he you read the book of Matthew? Answer him. Don't just smile. <laughs> Whenever you ask a Christian a question and they smile, what they are saying is, I'm guilty. Matthew 11, and I'm looking at verse 28 to 30. And the word of God says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. By the grace of God I will be speaking on the subject. The making of an eagle minister. The making of an eagle minister. Who is an eagle minister? And what is the making? How does he get made? Follow me, Jesus said, I will make you. We are not sufficient of ourselves to think ourselves to be anything. Second Corinthians 3, 5, our sufficiency of God who has made us. So we are made, not just in his image and after his likeness, but there is always a remaking for us to be the kind of people God wants us to be. Let us pray. Father God, we want to thank you for your loving kindnesses and your tender mercies. And we want to give you glory, praise, and honor for the privilege you have given us to come into your presence. What a place to be. In your presence is fullness of joy. Every other place does not have fullness to offer. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Thank you for the word you are sending. You sent your word, the Bible says, and the word healed them and the word delivered them. Let this word be creative in terms of what it makes every hearer to become. Let this word be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. May your wondrous, glorious name be glorified among us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, by the way, I have a book titled The Eagle Believer. I mean, you can get the Kindle version on Amazon.com or on um, iBooks or the website of our church. And so I'm, I'm going to be taking some matters and information from that book as I shared this morning. But I'm going to tailor it to meet ministers and ministries. You see, I learned about the eagle so many years ago. I preached my first message on the eagle in 19, 1983. That was the second year after I started preaching. And I preached various aspects of the eagle's life. Right up till 2014 or 15. When I wrote that book. In fact, there was a time in my life that I went to Kenya. For six months. Just to study the eagle as a bird. 
I studied the eagle as a bird. I was there with people who study birds. You know, they have this long name, ornithologist or something like that. I was with them. I would go out in the morning. I would come out at night. Studying the eagle. Various aspects of the eagle. So this is a subject I'm very, very familiar with. But I just want to adapt an aspect of the eagle's life that is so important to all of us who are leaders and ministers, and which I believe will bless you tremendously. The making of an eagle minister. Let me start by saying there are so many distinguishing features and characteristics of the eagle as a bird. So many things about the eagle. Its size, its eyes, its wings, its talons, its feathers. So many things about the eagle are distinguishing. In other words, these are characteristics that you can only find in an eagle's life. The span of its, of its wings, the spread of its wings, the ability, the capacity, the capability of the eagle. So many distinguishing features. The eagle is not like any other or every other bird. It's a bird that exists in its own class. It's a bird that exists in its own class. But there is one distinguishing feature of the eagle. Which has made it a fascinating creature to us as believers. And that is its flight. F-L-I-G-H-T. The way it flies. So many birds fly. The eagle's way of feeding is different. The eagle's association is different. Eagles don't fly in company. They fly alone. I'll be speaking about that probably tonight or tomorrow, whichever time I'm released by God to do that. But one thing that makes the eagle fascinating most is its flight. Its flight pattern. The word that is used to describe the flight pattern of the eagle is the word soar. S-O-A-R. That is the word that is used to describe the flight pattern of the eagle. Remember the theme of this program is on eagle's wings. Now, many people may not understand that, but I will try whichever one I can cover. Its flight is such an attraction. And there are so many things we can learn about it. Now, the word soap involves three things. You know, I'm telling you that that is how the eagle does. The eagle soars. The flight of the eagle is referred to and defined and described as soaring. It's not just an ordinary flight. And it involves three things. Number one, it involves rising above the usual level to a higher unusual height. The eagle is the only bird that flies at the height at which it does. All other birds do, do not. So the eagle's flight, that is called soa, first of all, means to operate at a very high level. That is not common experience to other birds. As a minister, that is what God wants you to. To operate at the highest level possible. 
of your capabilities and capacities as a minister or as a leader. Not ever to operate below whatever you are capable of doing. In other words, to be fully expressed. God wanted to fly at the highest possible level. You are teaching at the highest possible level. You are singing at the highest possible level. You are writing at the highest possible level. Whatever you are doing at the highest possible level. That is what it means to show up. Number two component. It also means not just to fly at a high level, but to rise or increase to that level dramatically, swiftly, and with uncommon speed. It's one thing to fly at a high level and get there slowly, like a millipede, and get there slowly, like a spider, and get there slowly, like a grasshopper. The second component of what it brings to show up is not just to be at a high level, but to get there dramatically, swiftly. The eagle is a swift bird. To get there quick. Jesus' ministry from beginning to the end was three and a half years. And he got to that height that he operated on in such a short time. It should not take us forever to get to that level. It should not take forever for the church to get to that level. It should not take forever for your teaching ministry to get to that level. I was called by God December 1981. December 19th, 1981. By 1982, I started preaching. And by seven years from 1982, my ministry had gone international. I started spreading like wildfire. By the time I was preaching for about 15 years, I covered four continents. By the time I was preaching for 18 years, I covered the six continents of the world. Now that is quick for international ministry. That is swift. Between 1982 and 1985, I was able to cover Nigeria when it comes to my teaching. So not only was I operating at the highest level, being invited by the highest level people who needed me, but I got there swiftly. That is what it means to show up. Not just to be up there in an unusual height. But to get there quickly. Then the third component of what it means to swear, it also means not just to rise to a high level at an unusual speed, but to cruise, to fly, sail, or hover at that unusual level without engine power, without losing height, Without much physical exertion. Without loss of altitude. So what does it mean to show up? To operate at the highest level. Then to get there swiftly. And then when you get there, you cruise. Cruise. When you are cruising, it means you are not using... When I see the energies of people use, I always wonder, do they know what it means to show up? If it's God to pray, is it this difficult to get across to God? When it comes to preaching, it's so difficult. A lot of engine power. A lot of fegerono. It's 
by grace is by the anointing. Not by power or might. But by my spirit. I remember in those days when we used to cast out devils. By that time we are still swearing. We say with one demon. Out. 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 We lose our voice. Because we are not swearing. We are not swearing. I always tell people this. Whenever you are doing something with too much energy, you are doing it in the wrong way. Jesus said it here in Matthew 11, 30. He said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. That means the commandments of God are not grievous. <coughs> Whenever it comes to doing anything with the supernatural enabling of the Holy Spirit, you should be able to do it at the highest level possible. Because God is not asking you to serve you, serve him without the gifts. For the gifts and the calling of God. Romans 11, 29 are without repentance. God always accuses whoever he calls to do anything. But why is it that people don't show up? People fly. You know, when you are flying, makes you are using your energy like this. Do you know that the higher you go, the less physical exertion you need? You should be cruising on the wheels of grace. So get the three dimension of what it means to soar. To operate at the highest level possible. The question is this. Are you at the operator at the highest level? Highest potential level. You teach First Peter 4 tenses like this. It says as every man have received the gift. So minister. If you don't have the gift, don't minister. Minister according to the ability that God gives. It says when man speak. Speak as an oracle, not an orator. If any man minister, minister according to the ability that God gives, so that God in everything may be glorified. The eagle minister operates at the highest level, like an eagle, and gets there over a short time. And not only over a short time, but also cruises with less engine, with less engine power. With less physical exertion. There are many things about the ego. But it's flight. is renowned. It's flight is outstanding. The big question is. Are you an ego? Oh I'm an ego. Are you an ego minister? I'm an ego minister. How do you measure an ego minister? He's operating at the highest level. What you sing. says that a man diligent in his business. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, 28, remove not the old landmark which the father has set. See as that a man diligent in his business, he will stand before kings and not before mere men. When God was going to call a prophet to replace Elijah, he called a professor of agriculture. Everybody that ever worked for God, we are working at their highest level when God called him. The man was plied with 12 yoke of oxen at the same time. That's a professor in those days. Because ordinarily, most people plow with one or two. But he was commanding twelve. It was at his very height. Only the best is good for God. God always chooses the best. When he chose fishermen, he chose the best. When he chose Amos, he was a herdsman and a picker of sacrament fruits. When he chose David, he chose the best of herdsmen. Somebody who can kill a lion with his hand. Someone who can kill a bear with his hand. So, an eagle minister is that person who operates at that level and gets there with speed. 
The God we serve is the God of speed. When it's taking forever for your church to be able to buy a land, then the earth is not the Lord and the fullness. One man came to me and said, we have been on this thing for the last 25 years. I said, get out. Last, is that how difficult it is? You see, we forget that this is a characteristic of the ego. When it's taking you that long, then something is not in shape. Something is not in place. Something is out of form. Something is not in the place where it ought to be. It should not be that difficult. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He said, you will find what? Rest. I preached a message years ago on this subject here. And the title of the message was, Excuse me, sir, I beg to disagree. I was in the ministry at a stage, and things were so tough and rough. And you're not saying my yoke is easy, my body is that. I said, your yoke can kill. Your body can destroy. But it was because I was doing certain things in a wrong way. I was going to church in the morning. To be able to cross the 200 barrier was hell. This Sunday will be 202. Next Sunday, 170. Some of you can relate to what I'm talking about. This Sunday will be 220. Next Sunday will fall as low as 150. And I will not be able to sleep. And I told the Lord, I said, this thing is, this thing is, I, I bet you this agree. Your yoke is not easy. Neither is your body light. And he said something, he said, look at it again. So I looked. And then I saw where he said, take my yoke upon you, and then what? Learn of me. People have yoke of God, Jesus on them, but they are not loving of him. If you carry the yoke without learning of him, then you won't find rest. Ministry will be hell. One man said, we are there and we are fighting every day. I said, you have not won since. It's important for us to get this. An equal minister is someone who operates at the very top of his potential. Take your game to the very top. When you preach, preach with the Holy Ghost sent out from heaven. Operate in the gifts of the Spirit with ease. Minister according to the ability that you give. When you sing, sing your best. When you sweep, sweep your best. When you record, record your best. Whatever you do, only the best is good. Your best should be good. Not that your best is the best. But your best should at least be good. And then when you, to get there, speed. Psalm 102 verse 2. He said, answer me speedily. Psalm 31 verse 2. Deliver me speedily. Psalm 69 verse 17. He said, hear me speedily. The God we serve is the God of speed. Look, 818 says he will avenge the elect speedily. Isaiah 65, 24, before you call, I will answer. Why are you speaking? I will hear. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you. And you shall glorify me. We are told in Acts 10, 44 to 46, while Peter yet spoke this word, the Holy Ghost fell. So it's important for us to know this quality of the ego. It's flight. This quality or aggregate of qualities make the ego attractive. Our ministry should be attractive. Jesus' ministry was attractive. It wasn't a boring ministry. I'm not talking about people who deceive people or manipulate people. Jesus was for real. Mark 145 says they came to him from every quarter. Mark 133 says the whole city 
was gathered together at the door. And when the apostles started preaching, when you preach, it will be so attractive that people come. The Bible talked about the apostle in Acts 13, 44. He said, and the, he said the whole city came to hear the word of God. They came to hear the word of God because they were not speaking with enticing words of men's, men's whisper, but the demonstration of the spirit and of power. So that the faith of the people were not standing the eloquence of speech, but in the power of God. They were not what we call motivational speaking. They were people who are preaching the word. They preach the word. It is a motivation to people. The inside of season, out of season. One of the things that sells a lot now is motivational people. There's a difference between stimulation and impartation. A woman does not get pregnant because you stimulate her. She gets pregnant because you impact seed. Real seed. That is why the church is full of babies. A whole lot of motivational speaking. You can get there. You are the one. Don't believe you can. You will get there. And I look at her and I said to myself, this, 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 the Bible talks about this day which we live. He said the time is coming. When they can no longer endure sound doctrines, they shall heap unto themselves teachers having itching ears. They will turn away their ears from the truth and they will turn to fables. You have to collect to connect that you be complete. Just an arrangement of words. Sugar-coated words that have no life in them. Jesus says it's the spirit that quickens the flesh profit and nothing. The words that I speak they are spirit, they are life. The words that I speak are not candies and sweets. They are spirit and they are life. Direct. When the apostles started speaking, the Bible said the people were caught to the heart. Caught to the heart. The Acts 5:33, they were caught to the heart. They started saying, Men and brethren, what shall we do? The eagle minister is an attractive minister. Somebody that people yearn after. Somebody that people have it as a delight to hear him speak. Somebody whose words are choice words. Somebody who have studied to answer. So this quality or qualities make the eagle attractive, fascinating, and pleasing. In other words, it makes the eagle a beautiful bird. I once, I once read the, I once read, read the comment of an ornithologist, O-R-N-I-T-H-O-logist, that says, of the many sights I have seen, the beauty of the eagle's flight stands out in the limitless skies. These are people who study birds. I told you I had to be with them for six months. And this was one of the remarks one of them made. He said, of every sight that they have seen, the one that strikes impression most is the flight of the eagle. Somebody should meet your ministry and never remain the same again. One time is enough. One time is enough. One experience is enough. Your path crossing occasionally is enough. A statement. You don't have to preach a series before you can impact. Every word of God is choice. When it is spoken from the mouth, taught up in the heart, spoken, Hebrews 4 12 says, The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two against so. If you are ever going to be a minister, make up your mind you are going to be an eagle minister. Indeed, the eagle's flight 
can be described as beautiful. Swearing is beautiful and graceful. However, an important thing we need to remember about the eagle swearing is that it's able to do so as a result of one thing. You know what it is? The training it goes through. The training it goes through. When you see a lawyer do well, the training they have gone through. When you see a doctor, when you see a minister, you have deprived yourself of a most important thing in ministry if you don't get trained by the best. If you don't get trained by the best. One of the things that make the ego to fly like that is because it is a bird that is trained to fly the way you see it fly. I remember when I was on that six months uh, uh, research with those people who study birds. I saw that the eagle deliberately, not incidentally, not occasionally, it's something they do three times a day. Early in the morning, you see them training. In the afternoon, you see them training. In the evening, you see the mother eagle training the baby eagle to do one thing, and that is to fly. When you try to train people now, they find it tough. They complain. They don't want it. They want to get there. They want to do it. But they don't want to get trained. No eagle is able to show up just because it's an eagle. No eagle is able to show up because it is encouraged. Show up. Show up. No eagle is able to show up because it sees other eagles soaring. No eagle is able to soar because you called it to soar. Every eagle without exception is able to soar because it is trained to do so. Trained to do so. Trained to do so. As ministers, let me say it clearly, every one of us in our area have the potential and capacity to soar. No matter what you do. If you are a sound man, you can soar. You are a media officer, you can soar. You are a drummer, you can soar. If you see some people handle the keyboard, soaring with the keyboard. The man who is called um, uh, William McDowell, I met him years ago in Florida. He was a keyboardist on around Kilondi there. He knew how to handle the keyboard. My God, one encounter was enough. Mesmerized the way he played the keyboard. God has since taken him higher and lifted him higher. And that is the realm of the eagle. The eagle keeps climbing. The older the eagle gets, the better. The eagle is like wine. The longer it gets, the greater the quality it has. It does not age and decay. As it ages, it becomes fruitful. Psalm 92, verse 12, verse 14 says, In old age, you'll be fat and flourish. So understand about the eagle. Understand about the eagle. So important. So the eagle is able to show up, not just because it's an eagle, not just because it has potential of an eagle, but it has amassed its potential by training. You and I have potential to swear. 
when we were celebrating my birthday, if you, I mean, last week, into the early part of this week, I saw so many people came whom God called us together. In other words, when I was saying I was called, you were also saying they are called. I saw many of them, they were shadow of themselves. They are ego. You are an ego. With the calling, you have the potential of an ego minister. But you had, have to be diligent to make your calling and your election sure. It never becomes sure because you are called. You never get there because others are getting there. You get there because you avail yourself of training. Now, quickly, let me say this to you. Why did I say every minister has the potential to sue? Why did I say that? Now, let me, listen to me. Every minister here in this ministry, every leader of church or segment of ministry, leader of the ushers, protocol team, I went to a church. The protocol team was soaring. Protocol by excellence. The protocol had become a ministry. I was so impressed. I had to call the leader and say, come. This was in Canada. I had to call. I said, what do you guys do? He said, we do everything, including fitness. He said, the protocol officer is not allowed to grow stomach. He said, we do etiquette training. We do. He said, we do all of these things. I said, about 12 things he said they do. I said, as protocol officers, we do physical training. They go to the gym. They do press-ups, planking, aerobic exercises. They do all these things. It's still part. Now, that is so hard in whatever ministry you have. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. You need to magnify your office. No office is superior to another one. Being an apostle is not superior to be the sound engineer or to be the media officer or to be a follow-up or discipleship coordinator or just to be a pastor of a local church. It depends on how you carry your office. Paul says, I think in Romans eleven thirteen, he said, I magnify my office. So, every minister here, you need to understand something. In whatever little area where you are serving, cleaning, you can sow. You can clean in such a way that nobody can clean after you. They will go and call you to come and clean. You understand that? That's how anointed your cleaning is. Recently, I want to clean my house. There were a few people that said, those guys don't have to clean. Bring them in to clean. Bring them in to clean. When ministry gifts are invited, it's not because there are no ministry gifts in the house, but because those ministry gifts are soaring. Are soaring. So, mediocrity has no place. Operating at the lower ring of life. It's got no place. If you're going to be an eagle minister. Eagle flight. Let me tell you this. I wanted to look at that phrase, eagle flight. Not as the theme of the conference. But as a prophetic word to every person here. In other words, it's time for your eagle to fly. It's not enough to say, I believe I can fly. I saw a man recently without teaching in his mouth. He said, I believe I can fly. I said, but you're still half man. I believe I can touch this guy. I said, look at where you are. It's not enough to say, I believe. Fly. Look at your neighbor and say, fly. So the first reason why I say, every minister and leader in this ministry has a potential to show up is that we have God's prophetic word about it. On eagle's wings. It's one thing to be able to walk. One thing to be able to run. 
one thing to be able to fly. One thing to be able to fly quickly and get to that level over a short period. So why do I say I have the potential to fly? We have God's prophetic word concerning it. Number two reason why I say you and I have ability to fly as an eagle is because God's word says we are eagles. If God's word says you are eagle, it means you have the qualities already. It's only undeveloped. The difference between a big shot and a small shot is that a big shot have developed his capabilities, but the small shot is yet to develop his capabilities. The difference between you and I probably now is that I have developed what I have, but you have not developed yours. That's the second reason why I say you have potential to fly. The third reason why I say is because others around you have soared and are still soaring. And these are people who are not even as gifted, as talented, as acute, and as smart and qualified as you are. Many of us probably have heard about a man known as T.L. Osborne. T.L. Osborne was the head of a Presbyterian denomination for so many years. He was president. One day he went to a program where a man of God known as William Branham was ministering. Sorry. Operated in the gift. Word of knowledge. Word of wisdom. Discerning of spirit. T.L. Osborne had never seen anything like that. But when he saw that man moving, something told him, you two can do it. You and I are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Hebrews 12, 1. Whereby you and I are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. And some of these people don't even have what you have. They don't have your opportunities. They don't have what God has blessed you with. But they are swearing. You are surrounded by people who are swearing. When he looked at him, he said to himself, whatever this man did to get to this point, to be able to do this, I also will do it. You know what he did? He went back home. He locked himself. He was the president of a Presbyterian Association of Christians. He went back home. He locked himself up. And he said to himself, Jesus, if you do not appear to me, and inform and assure me that I can do what I saw that man do. I will never leave this room. He was there for 76 days. Fasting and praying. Never taking no for an answer. On the 76th day, Jesus appeared to him. And everything and all things about him changed. Somebody else doing what they are doing is an indication that you can do the same or even better. But you have allowed it. But you should not. And you can get better. And do better things. We are surrounded. Let me tell you this. What was it that inspired me? To preach the way I preach. I was a young Christian. And I read Luke chapter 4. Where Jesus went to Nazareth. The Bible said it was delivered to him the book. He opened to the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach. The Bible said he closed the book and gave it back to the minister. Then he sat down 
and he started talking. There was no other record that he opened that book. So at that point, I made up my mind that if I'm going to be a minister, I'm going to be able to operate at that level where you close the book. I remember when I went to Sudan and Somalia. In Sudan and Somalia from the airport, they don't even allowed to bring Bible into the country. That's when Sudan was still one Sudan. It was not North Sudan or South Sudan. It was not like that. From the airport, when they check your bags and they see a Bible, they remove it. A member of our church in Lenoni got a job with Slumberger. And Slumberger was doing a reconstruction work because of the work that has been war has been going on there. So he started a fellowship, an underground fellowship. And so he invited me and I went there. He told me that when I come and he asked me, what are you here for? Just say, I'm here to meet family and friends. Not that I'm here to, to, to preach. Because if you do that, they won't allow you to come in. Or they lock you up for a long time. And then send you back to your country. So I got there and when I got to South Sudan, and when I got to Sudan, the first day we were going to have a program, it was going to hold underneath in the basement of an uncompleted building. And there was not going to be light. No light. Because everybody was afraid that everybody would tell the government about them. So nobody wanted to be identified. Everybody had a scarf around their nose. Covered their head. I also had a, had a scarf around my nose. And when I got under that dungeon. And they said we should preach. No light. No Bible. And now thank God that I had committed scriptures to memory. And I was able to preach for about an hour. When we are going for the program, we say we are going for a family meeting. You don't say you are going to church. You will be finished. So what am I saying? You must take whatever you are doing to the highest. Whatever it is. In the house of God. When you take pictures, don't send pictures that are bloody. Don't take wrong positional pictures. When you are operating the sound, we don't want to be here. No. Make it neat. If you are in charge of cooling the facility, let it be so cool and so comfortable. If you are in charge of serving food or serving drinks or taking care of people, take it to the highest level. That is what an equal minister is. He operates at the highest level. He gets there quickly and then cruise. You see, there are certain people when they come to protocol work, they cruise. They know where to stand. They know what to say. They know when to go. They know the body signal of their principal. You don't need to say, I come here now, protocol officer. Where's protocol officer? Protocol officer is on his own. All of these things are inefficiency. Eagles are not like that. So, I told you, I said you have potential to swim because others around you are swimming. I told one of our pastors recently, I said it will be a challenge when a church leaves a place and brings their church close to you, it's because you are not performing. If you are eating up the whole thing around you, every church will go as far as where as the east is from the west. Probably. They are not coming to put their church near you. I told one of our bus, uh, one, one, one friend of mine, somebody occupied the next building to him and uh, take the loudspeaker and point it to the door of his church. Whatever things you allow on earth is allowed in heaven. I said, it's your fault. It's not his fault. I said, there's a way to send some people packing when there are no people coming anymore. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The, the eagle 
does not eat anything that has been eaten by somebody. He kills his own animals fresh. He feeds on fresh things. Let me go on here. I said to you, number four, is it number four now? That you can sow because you have sowed in some areas already. Ministry is an area. Serving is an area. But some of us have sowed in other areas before now. Probably you sowed in your relationship. You're married. You sowed. You live healthy. You have sowed in your career. You succeeded in your career before coming into ministry. Don't now be a casualty ministry if you have been a successful engineer. That is why a man must first of all be diligent in his business. He said, remove not the old landmark. The old landmark is that everybody whom God called have succeeded in one thing or the other before. I was a successful lecturer. So I can't come into ministry and be a failure. I mean, there are people who are successful architects before. Successful doctors. Successful engineers. And so you have soared in those areas. Don't now come into ministry and fail at it. Don't now come into... I always tell ministers this. Do not put somebody in a position to serve if you do not know of their previous success even the things of this world. That's why I always encourage anybody who is a graduate. Don't go into ministry immediately. Serve somewhere. Get to know the power behind working hard. Learn to work hard. Get involved somewhere. And when you have succeeded there, then come into ministry. Because ministry is not a, it's not a drop zone for no do better. One man came to me and said, well, um, I tried being a cobbler. I failed. I tried being a tailor. I failed. I tried IT. I failed. I started a business four years ago. I failed. I said, I want to go to the ministry. I said, ministry is not for those who have failed in all those areas. See, as that a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings. The failure who are failure as cooks, don't cook in your governor's lodge here. They must have succeeded somewhere. Those who have failed as caterers, those who have failed as drivers, do not drive in the government house. They only drive in the government house because they have succeeded as something. So are it. Because you have soared in some areas before. You have succeeded as something before. I also said you can swim because deep within you, there is an awareness that you can do far better. Many of you are aware you can do better than what you are doing. You can do better than what you are doing. You sing other people's songs. You can write your own. The song you are reading. You know nowadays everybody is so lazy. They are always singing other people's songs and repackaging it. What about your own? Be original. Be original. The song we are singing, we are written by people. You don't just need to copy and paste all the time. And just say, hey, 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 I that one to eat. We know the song, where it is from. We know those who sang it. Sing your own. Be unique. Explore the world of uniqueness. Be yourself. Let God use your personality. Let me say it like this. You can show up because deep within you, you know you are more than this. How many of you know you are more than this? Years ago, we had a church building. And I look at the building and I said, what is here is more than this. What I carry. When I saw Pastor K's church in Chicago, he said, this is your church? Yes. He said, it's good. Mm-mm. But what you carry is more than this. You need to challenge yourself. Nobody may say it to you from outside. Look at yourself before yourself. 
and tell yourself, uh-uh, I'm more than this. Uh-uh, I'm more than this. I have more grace than this. Uh-uh, only 15 people. Uh-uh. So it's terrible in London. London is difficult. Oh. Hey, Valencia is tough. Oh. Come on, keep quiet. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are more than this. You carry more than this. Every time when I look at the works of my hand, I say, I think, I believe I have more than this. I have more to offer than this. I've not, I've not put in my best. That is why I say you can sow in the heart of everybody. Apostle Paul said it like this, and I love it. This was a man who wrote half of the New Testament. Philippians 3.12. He says, not as though I had already attained or already perfect. Verse 13. He said, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind. I reach forward to those things which are behind. Before. I press. Many of you are reaching forward, but you are not pressing. You are not stretching. You are not putting more to it than this. You can do better. You do not just have to snap pictures. You can process pictures. You do not just have to do the mundane, the basic, the simple. You can enlarge. No matter how the circumstances are. Psalm 4 verse 1. He said in my distress, I was enlarged. Enlargement is not something that can be limited. The world should be your constituency. The world should be your constituency. Not just the local terrain of a small country like Nigeria. You know the whole of Nigeria? There is a province in Canada known as British Columbia. It's bigger than Nigeria. One province out of seven provinces is bigger than Nigeria. Now you are a king, probably in your small, small streets. We are the ones that are here. Who are you? When God had a son, he gave the son to the world. When God called me, I bought a map of the world and I put it on the wall of my room. And I bought a globe of the world and I put it on my table. And every time I will spin the globe and I will say, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. I'm a partaker. I have a stake here. This is my constituency. No country will deny me visa because my God is the king in that country. He is a God of all nations. I kept telling myself that the Lord in Nigeria, West Africa, Africa was infinitesimal compared to the capacity I carry. Tap somebody and said, you carry more than what you are expressing. You are underutilized. You are underutilized. He said, I was talking to one of my sons recently who came for the party. I said, how many are you? He said, we are 100. He said, 100? I said, I'm quiet here in the Lord. He's 120. You are 100? I said, you don't have a church. You have the house fellowship. I said, after all these years, 100. And you are wearing the suit you are wearing. And you and your wife, you are always on the poster. I said, what, what, what are you? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Everyone who is an ego, the ego will always have this belief. Self-belief. Deep within you, there is an awareness that you can do far better. Another reason, I think that's number seven, why I say you, you have, you have, you have ability to soar is because you have an example here. You have an example. This ministry is a global ministry. If you have a business, it should be a global business. 
Not that you are baking something in there somewhere in motion. It's global. Go global. Go global. Our influence should be global. 20 years ago, he started from here. He has touched continents. If he can do it, what is born of the spirit is what? Spirit. What is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. I remember challenging Pastor today here. I told Pastor today here, I said, you are the director of missions in Africa. I said, let us go to Africa. Tell those young men who are comfortable and sitting in front of the church, crossing their legs with some kind of beard and some multicolored socks, that it's time to go. It's time to scatter. It's time. The nations are waiting. The nations are out there. Whenever I go to nation after nation, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And one tragedy is that even the few laborers are not well trained. Quacks, charlatans. We don't have enough ministers in Nigeria, but we have very few eagles, eagle ministers. Ministers who are trained. Take my yoke upon you and learn. If you are going to do well, you are going to learn. Isaiah 117. He says, learn to do good. Nobody ever does good who never learn. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Philippians 4.9 The things you have learned, you have received, you have heard, you have seen in me, do. Even if there is no training available, get yourself trained. There are various ways you can be trained. There are two aspects of the ego's training. The one the mother and the father gives it. But there is one the eagle also learns to do by itself. The eagle, after he takes the rudiment lectures from the father and mother as to how to fly, now begins to research into the various ways of flying. Turning, top, topping, going under, going over, turning upside down. The eagle puts an egg on its education to fly. Ladies and gentlemen, you need training. Let me quickly define what it means to train or define what training is. Training refers to the bringing together of a series of elements which constitute a system for producing a result and especially for carrying on, for carrying on a process. Bringing together elements. For producing a result and for carrying on a process. Isaiah 8 says, Behold, I am the children of the Lord has given me and for signs and wonders. But the problem is, Jesus reproduced himself in the 12 apostles through training, and the 12 apostles reproduced themselves just like Apostle Paul reproduced himself. He told Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, he said, My strong, be strong in the grace that is of Christ. Verse 2, the things you have heard of me before many witnesses, commit also to faithful men who also will do what? Teach others. Perpetuation. Generational pass, passing of buttons. It's not enough to make you a pastor. If you have not learned enough, tell your oversight. I think I still need to be in school. One of my sons in England came to me after church. I mean, after, after about three years of planting the church and there were 15 people. He says, sir, I think I'm getting something wrong here. I graduated Bible school and I've been here in London and I tried to plan a church. After three years, we are just 15 people. I said, you need training. 
You need education. He said, I've gone to Bible school. What training can that be? I said, training to acquire a new language. He said, what language? I said, try and learn to speak Spanish or Portuguese. Now, he has been trained in ministry. But he needs to learn another language. Some of us, our ministry will be in French-speaking countries. Portuguese-speaking countries. They don't have to interpret. It will be easier for you to speak their language. The gospel needs to be preached to some people in their own language. And the more language you can acquire, the broader. There is a young man recently who came to me and said that, I believe I have the call of God to do the ministry. I'm going to the university, but I'm going to learn linguistics. And I said, why? He said, I want to acquire two new languages with English because I know my ministry is not an English-speaking country. Look at somebody going to university. You are going to university to read history. What will you do with history? There are some of these courses just waste of time. Waste of time. So the young man, I encouraged him. I even gave him some money. Go on a row. He went to this Spanish school. Six months, he came by and said, Dad, I'm not true yet. He's not, he's, not, he's not there yet. Second one, he went for another six months. The higher cost. He came and said, no, I'm not true there. He wanted to be proficient. To be able to speak a parable, even in Spanish. Then he went the third time and he married the Spanish teacher. When you marry the Spanish teacher, you have brought the school to your house. That's what happened. So after 24 months, he was not doing ministry. He was working to be able to sustain himself. There will be time when you need to sacrifice to get the training you need. Because without such sacrifices, the Bible says to do good and to call well. To do good, he said, and to do well, forget not. Hebrews 13, 16. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Philippians 4, it talks about the sacrifice acceptable, well pleasing in the sight of the Lord. Jesus Christ went to school for 30 years for a ministry of three and a half years. Elisha was older than Elijah, yet he schooled under him for 12 years. Joseph went to the university of prison for 12 to 14 years to learn certain things before he could accept. When he came out from prison, where did he do? You can see the eagle in him. Shotstone. When you get trained, getting there will be faster. You don't have to cut somebody else's feet to get there. Lack of training is what makes you go into being a religious politician in the middle of the church. So my son came. He said, Dad, I'm ready. Spanish teacher by his side. He took a speech Spanish fluently. Not broken Spanish. Not speaking Spanish with an English accent. Speaking Spanish with a Spanish accent. In one year, he just went from zero to 350 people. The same person in the same city who found it difficult in three years could not raise more than 15 people, raised 350 people in one year. That is what training does. It doesn't have to be training as it were the way you look at it. I go to Bible school. He went to Bible school. He did not profit him until he acquired a different language. So he now combined the Bible school education with the language he learned. And today his church is 1,500. Enoch Pereira. Wonderful young man. Grace of God. Whenever I tell him to come, he, want, he answers me in Spanish. He said, you put me into this. He said, I never planned it. 
I said, well, it's part of your training. Some of you here, for your ministry to be expressed. You need a second language. Those who are speaking in English are already too many. Some of you need to develop your own genre of music. Those who are singing hip-hop, high life, rock, reggae, raga, maga. There are too many already. The eagle in you should make you make yourself available for training. You need, to, you need to be trained in people's skills. How to handle people, how to treat people, how to respond to people. You need training in so many areas. The word training means to direct and guide something along the path it is expected to grow in. Proverbs 22.6 It says, train up a child in the way that it should go. And when it's departed, when it's grown up, do not depart. That's what trade is. The word trade means to form something by instruction, discipline, or by drills. To form something by instruction, discipline, or drills. To trade also means to teach so as to make fit, qualify, or proficient. God never calls the qualified. He qualifies the call. Whenever you see someone who starts out, you will need to be trained. He said, follow me and I will make you. He never calls you as qualified. You are not qualified when you call me. When God called me, I wasn't qualified by any means to be his spokesman in the nations of the world. I never had any comeliness or appearance about me. But he made me. Because I'm made that I know. The Bible says, who maketh you to differ from another? What is it that you have that you did not receive? To, to, to train means to teach so as to make fit qualified. To train means to, to make prepared as by exercise for a particular thing. To make prepared as by exercise. Exercise exercise. In those days when I was training the young men who today have become mega ministers, after I put training in them, and I say, okay, take the seat. Do something. And those days when they are preaching, they will not look at me. Or they will look at me like this. But today they look at me face to face. I give them the chance. You need training. There are three kinds of training you need. Number one, training for ministry. Number two, on the job training. Number three, retraining training. Do you know it does not take the same style to operate in all the nations of the world? If you have ever preached in Europe before, there is a way you preach in Europe that makes you your ministry accepted, but to use that method in South America will not be accepted. You see some of those things you people do in Nigeria here? If you take it to other places, you go to jail. You go to jail. Why am I saying this? You see, that is what it is. To make prepared as by exercise for a particular thing. You must not be a jack of all trades, the master of none. The trading is for a particular thing. Particular thing. Relationship. Raising other people. What does it mean to train? It means it is defined. Trading can be defined as the act. Or process of method that is used in producing skill 
knowledge and experience. Do you know preaching is not just something that you open your mouth and do? There is a whole area known as homiletics. You must be homiletically sound. You must be harmonically sound. You must be systematic theology sound. Many things that people are accusing the body of Christ of because is that practitioners of the work of the ministry have not been trained. Homiletically sound. How do I preach a good message? How do I start? What illustrations do I use? How do I carry myself? Body posture. Examples. Analysis. Harmonetics. So many of these things are very necessary. Some of them are formal. Some of them are informal. Some of them can be taught. Some of them can be caught. You need an all-round. Training can be formal or informal. I have a school in the learning as young ministers teaching school. But the fact that you've been trained there does not mean you cannot acquire other forms of training. We can have a ministry training to I saw on the website, I told you, I saw on the website of Kingswood yesterday a whole ribbon on training. You know, you have something like that on the web? Training. Now, that is a ministry of destiny. Not many ministries do that. Ministries who only have workers training, training you for themselves. They don't want to trade you for posterity. They don't want to trade you for destiny. Jesus never trained the apostles for himself. He trained them for where they were going. You need that kind of training. You need that kind of exposure. You don't just need an exposure to be a worker in the church. Okay, this is what we do here at King's Word. You need a training as to how to act in the house of God. Wherever you find yourself. There are people who know how to act at work, but don't know how to act at church. There are people who know how to act in Nigeria, but when they go overseas, <laughs> when they go, I was in one place, one minister from Nigeria came there to raise money. He said, first of all, if you want to give one million pounds, come out. Oh, you are laughing. But when they make such calls, there are people who come out. One million pounds, nobody gave. 750,000 pounds. Nobody came. He had to come down to 1,500 pounds before one miserable man did like this. I stood there, I was laughing. I said, you see people here work for their money, they didn't steal it. What will make somebody give you 1 million pounds? Even those footballers, I have met quite a number of them. One of them I met who was really Christian, you know, quite a number of them are Christians. He just said, oh man of God, I like the way you preach. God bless you. 200 pounds. I had to count it about 15 times to be sure it was 200. I had to count it. Let me try and say a few more things here. Now, the eagle is committed to trading its eaglet. But the eaglet also make it easy for the eagle to trade it. It's one thing for the mother eagle, because it's the mother eagle that does most of the trading. Yeah, the mother eagle is the one that hatches the egg with the father, with various, two of them taking various parts in incubating the egg. But when it comes to trading, it's the mother that does more of the trading, much more than the father, because it's your mother that midwives you. The apostolic oversight is a man, but he's still a mother. Because he birthed you from his loins. 
That is what it's called. Birthing you from his loins. What does it mean to train? It means to shape you. Look at your neighbor and say you are not in shape. You see if you are not in shape you can't fit in. What does it mean to train? It means to sharpen. Sharpen. You know one of the things the Bible tells we ministers and leaders are we are arrows. The arrow has two parts to it. There is a metal head which is your ministry but there is a shaft which is your character. Even if the metal head is straight and pointed if the shaft is not straight and pointed that metal head will not hit anything accurately. Character development. I told one of our young men recently I said you can preach, you can teach but character is zero. I said listen charisma can take you to the very top character will keep you there. What makes them keep inviting to a church is not because they do not have other people they can invite, but your character is an example. The fruit of the spirit. A man's character is the fruit of the spirit. Gifts of the spirit? Well, the manifestation is given, but character is who you are. That is what we need to work on. You trade. You deny yourself of life based. Training will not replace the call of God, but training makes the call of God to come alive and to be expressed and to connect well. Whatever ministry you carry, it has to be accepted. The ego minister is a trained minister. A workman that need not be ashamed rightly divided the word of truth. You need training. You need training. Training does not replace the anointing. It does not take the place of the Holy Spirit. But there is no way you can be well trained without making yourself available to be trained. I will just use about 20 minutes and round this up. We need training if we are going to sow out. Let me give you some reasons why the mother eagle and the father eagle train their young ones. I do not respect a minister who cannot reproduce himself. If a person who was born cannot give back to others, that is what is called barrenness. And you know what barren women do and barren families? You know, they go to every extent to reproduce. Why does the baby ego, why does the mother ego train the baby ego? I want to give you reasons here. Number one, because it loves it. Let me say this to you. You need to love your trainer Anybody that is training you is not giving, he may not be giving you what you want, but he's putting into you what you will need in life. People want people to give them what they want. But you see, in training, it's not giving you what you want. It is putting into you what you will always require in life. Number one, love. There must be love in a training atmosphere. Love your trainer with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Anybody who trains you will train you well if they love you. That is why home training takes place in the middle of a family. Love is the reason for training. But the point is, is there love today in ministry? Is it not just about I being myself? That is why they are not trained. No effort is put into training. But the mother eagle and the father eagle train the eagle because they love it. Number two, 
The eagle trained its young ones because of the world in which they are expected to live in. Ministry is a war you are going to live in. You have not been there before. You have been trained for that war. One of my daughters got a job with the bank recently. And she's been in banking school for like forever. I asked her, why will you feel that? He said, the thing is very long, sir. For five or six months, I said, eh? He said, and periodically there are other trainings that you still have. Why? Because of the war, the terrain out there where you are going to have. And that is why you need it. For someone like me, when I was going to transmute from being a local pastor to being an itinerary apostle, I had to get training in itinerary ministry. There is a training for itinerary ministry. How to talk in a church that you are invited to, how to speak in a conference, how to advertise your products. I was in a program. They gave a man one hour to speak. He advertised the product for 45 minutes. And he preached for 15 minutes. After the program, the organizer told me, he said, I will never invite him. He said, it's all about him. And we brought him here, not to tell us his product. We brought him here to impact us. The world you are going to operate in. The world. When I enter into itinerary ministry, certain things were no, no, no good anymore. I mean, I, I can't keep doing those things if I want to survive in that world. There is a world the ego lives in. It has to be trained for that world. There is a world you are going to live in that you need to be trained for. Why does the ego train its young? It trains its young one so that it can survive. So that you can survive in ministry. We have had people who went away from us. I have a call, I have a call. Without their training being complete, they did not survive. One of them is a radio host now. Ashale Yoruba in one station like that. A pastor anointed, prayed for, ordained. I told him, I said, your training is not over. He said, I, I believe I can fly. I believe I can fly. He went out there and crashed on the ground. He's not doing in a sure state. Ashale Yoruba. The man of God, anointed with the Holy Ghost. He did not survive. Out there, survival is the name of the... There are churches that keep closing every day. One of our pastors who left our ministry in 1994 tried to plant the church seven times. And it closed seven times. He pastors a church somewhere now in the backside of the desert. I know someone who was a pastor in our ministry in actual fact, a reverend. Who became a rent collector here in Lagos? Rent collector. He didn't survive. The training is necessary so you survive. It's not about just training. Out there, survival is not guaranteed. It is what you have that makes you survive. You're on hostile territory. You're on hostile territory. There are so many ministries that have been born every day. Many ministers are leaving the ministry. Many ministers are expressing burnout. Many ministers are losing their minds. I know a minister who came to his pulpit on Sunday morning and lost his mind. He started talking gibberish. They had to rush him. So where is the coconut and the carrot that was supposed to have been brought yesterday for certification? Ah! That's why you need it to survive. It's not easy to survive. 
It's not easy to survive out there. The eagle lives in a barn, a world of hostile birds. You need training to survive. The eagle trains his young one because of the qualities it needs to develop. You know, when a doctor has been trained, they are training the doctor because of quality a doctor needs to have. When the lawyer has been trained, they are being trained because of the quality they need to develop. When an accountant is being trained, he's not just being trained to be able to say 4 plus 4 is 8. There are certain qualities, qualities of honestness, plainness, transparency. These are things you inculcate in training. Go through your training well. An eagle minister is known by training. When I go to churches, I see ministers who are not trained. I see it again and again. And I asked the pastor, I asked one pastor, I said, what training do you have for the ministers? In what way do you train the ministers? He said, they come to workers training. I said, workers training, we don't do, they need more vitamins. Workers training is general food. If you, all you do is eat food and you don't put vitamins, you need to have ministers retreats. Workers retreats. Ministers all night. Workers all, ministers deliverance service. Every tree my father has not planted shall be uprooted. We need to be different from selfishness. I mean myself. Greed. Competitive spirit. These are things that also not to be. What it will do somebody else? Competing. Those who compete in Christ are not complete in Christ. And this is one thing that is lacking in this country. A ministry should not grow faster that its training can take. Your training must be ahead of your growth. Or else, you have irresponsible ministry. I went to a church. A minister was taking shoe offering. Shoe. Shall we open a Bible to the book of Exodus? I want to teach you something today called shoe offering. Ah, shoe offering? What is this? I laughed, I laughed until I dropped off. He said, yes, it's in the Bible. So he opened to Exodus 3. Where the bush was burning and was not consumed. And God told Moses, remove your shoe. He said, you know that Moses left his shoe there. He said, so look at your shoe. What is the price of your shoe? That's the offering you are going to give. Or you are not going to go with your shoe today. I laughed, I laughed, I dropped from the chair. The good minister is straight. When you hear heresy, you know it. When you are in a place and people are shouting and make, screaming, your spirit is covering in that place. Test every spirit whether they have gone. It's part of your training. To be able to discern. He said by reason of use, you have your senses exercised. It's a training. You have your senses exercised. I went to some place so many years ago in Kaduna. And there was this man who was saying, I just knew somewhere inside. Something is wrong with him. I told the man I can see something is wrong with this man. He said, I know. Ah, what's wrong with you? I looked at him. He's not trained. Trained eyes see what ordinary eyes don't see. Trained ears hear. What when I went with the board, the board, the, the gross people, the ornithologists in Kenya, they saw many things and said, wow, the eagle is doing that. I, I can't see. He said, you can't see because your eyes are not trained. If a doctor sees you like this because they are trained, even by holding your hands, you know whether you are well or not. By looking at your face or seeing your tongue, 
They know whether you are sick or not. That is what training is. You get to a place, and by reason of use, you know, this thing is not just right. Something is not just right here. Something is out of place here. Something is not just proper here. It is training that makes you exercise, develop those qualities, those spiritual antennas. Because in these days, the grasses are being mixed with the real seeds, with the real plants. Training. The eagle trains its youngs so that it can bring out the nature and the potential inside it. You know what training does? Bring out the nature. Many of you know Cristiano Ronaldo. No matter how skilled naturally you are, to achieve your potential, you will be trained by the best of coaches. I'm not talking about those who call themselves coaches. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about sports star. LeBron James. No matter from when LeBron James was in high school, everybody said, this guy has potential. This guy has potential. Some people kill their potential by not being trained by the best. You need to be trained by the best. Dr. K told you this morning, oh, this is my pastor. I recognize that. He said, but he said, because you have been faithful to me, I will connect you to higher grace. And whenever I'm going there, that is when Reverend Victor also comes. It's three generations of ministers. Me, Reverend Victor, and K. And we minister during that, during that entire week. That is how it's supposed to be. Where are you going? You want to be a Lord Ranger? Listen to me. The leg of an elephant is better than the head of an ant. Where the head of an ant collide with the leg of an elephant, it will cross your head. You need training. There are potential things inside you. So many years ago, I saw Reverend Victor, Reverend Sam, and all those young men around me. And I told them, I said, there's something inside you. Reverend Victor said, no, I want to be a lawyer. The lawyer wants to be old. I said, what I see inside you is more than a lawyer. At the age of not even 20 years of age, I sent him to Ibadan to pastor a church. When he got to Ibadan, the church literally exploded. That is when Dr. K met him. At the age of 19. How many 19-year-old boys who wear three trousers in Nigeria? They have never gone to the U.S. They are speaking WhatsApp language. Can be sent somewhere to head the house fellowship. I saw that potential. You see, a trader has eyes to see potential. When Alex Ferguson bought because Shannon Rondo from that church in Portugal, he saw potential. By then, Ronaldo was not fully expressed. Ronaldo was a baby. He was a baby, but he saw something inside. And that is what we see. That was what Jesus saw in the apostles. They were ignorant and unlearned men, but they had potential. Out of 12 apostles of Christ, seven of them were fishermen. Why was it that he chose fishermen? I have a message on that, a series. The qualities of fishermen that made them qualified to be chosen by Jesus in the days when he chose them. Very important. You need training because your potential can be destroyed. Your potential can be destroyed. No matter what you put I How many of you know Nicholas and Elka? You know that he was good? But you see how his potential was destroyed. Potential can be destroyed by age. By bad temper. By not being patient. By not listening. By not being submitted. By not being open. You know what you need to do? 
submit yourself for training. Make yourself. The Bible says Elisha poured water on the hands of Elijah. There is so much inside you. There is a pastor of the deep Church of God that came to my birthday. He's not a regional pastor. He was an usher in the church. Usher. I came into the church that day. I was guest speaker. And I looked at him and the Holy Spirit said to me, I will use that man to plant churches in Europe. He was an usher. What did I see? Potential. Potential simply means ability you have of becoming. To as many that receive him, to them give ye power to become. Many of you sitting now here, you are busy pursuing computer around. You know what I see in you? An apostle to the nations. Many of you are there sitting behind a laptop saying, I'm a businessman, I'm a businessman, I'm a businessman. You know what I see in you? I see in you an evangelist who is on fire. But you see, until you allow us to do it, there's no way we can help you. There's no way we can help you. I've been able to help so many people. One man was driving me around. He was a nurse. Being a nurse in a place like U.S. is a great thing. You earn a lot of money. He looked at me and said, what do you do for a living? He said, I am a nurse. I said, but what do you want to do for life? He said, I'm a nurse. I said, no. For a living, yes, you can do that for a while. I said, but what I see, I see a church inside. I see a ministry that is churching lives. I see a ministry, the rest they say is history. Ignorant unlearned men became world changers, city changers. They had the potential in them, just like you do have. Potential is from the word potent, that little thing you have. It was a sick that Moses was carrying around. And God asked him, what is that in your hand? He said, stick. He said, throw it down. Pick it up again. And that stick became a rod of God. Exodus 40. Why do we need training? We need training because of the dangers from others. Let me tell you this. Out there in the ministry, I'm going to stop by 12, even in the middle of a sentence. Out there in the ministry, <laughs> out there in the ministry, you can be hurt. Other people can distract you. You know what training does? Make you stay in the straight and the narrow. I have been seduced by the best. I still remember years ago, I was in the lorry. One of my friends, a good friend of mine, but a good friend of mine, he was in the birthday over the weekend. He brought three million naira. This was 1992. You know how much that is now? He said, This three million. I said, Reverend George, I wanted to come to Lagos and shake Lagos. He said, Lagos. He said, Lagos is too small for me to shake. He said, I go, I go, I go. He said, with this three million, we are going to do the following things. One million, we are going to rent the house for you and furnish it. When he saw the, the chairs in my sitting room, they are the ones that if you sit down without being careful, you receive a needle injection. He said, with one million, we rent an auditorium and we buy equipment. With one million, we put you on TV, sir. I looked at it and I smiled. Why will, why will a person reject that? Who for the joy that was set before him? I was ready to endure. That's what trading does. Trading makes you not to see things the way people see it. 
A trader does not see things the way you You call it suffering. He calls it skill development. You call it pain. He calls it profit. From pain to profit. No sweat, no sweet. No pain, no gain. I looked at him and I smiled. I said, no. I said, what I have in me is bigger than Lagos. He looked at me. He came back two years later. He still saw me with the miserable few people that I had. Speaking with the microphone now. If you bring close to your mouth, it will shock you. He said, Baba, what is all this now? Baba, what is all this now? I never saw it the way he saw it. I mean, he meant well. But you know, by turning off before you get to the place where you're going, you can miss your road in life. That's what trading does. Trading helps you to hold on. Helps you to go through all the stress, all the pain, all the hard times. You know what you're going to do this morning if you really mean it? You're going to tell God and you're going to come out here after the end of the service and say, I submit myself to trade and serve. Not just a church member. Some of you become church members when you come here. This is not a church. This is a training center. We always say it. Rema Chapel is not just a local church. It's an outreach center to the world. I was somewhere in England and somebody was playing on saxophone. I, I, I felt I knew that tune. And that person emerged. And when he came out with the saxophone, he was about frustrated. He said, sir, what you are saying, you know that you are training us for the world. He said, some of us will go down, go at the back and be ridiculing you and say, eh, you are the one who knows where you are going. We, this Nigeria, we are going to be. He said, but I've been in the last, he said, the last four years, have been in 17 countries. I said, what are you doing? He said, blowing this saxophone. I said, you? He said, yes. He said, I am a global minister now. He said, please tell me more, sir. Tell me more now. You need to be protected from yourself. You need to be protected from others. You need to be protected from the devil. Trading applies pressure on the things that will give you problems in the future. There are certain qualities we have that if left and not dealt with and the axe is not led to the root of it and cut off, you'll give you a problem in the future. I know one of our young ministers, whenever I think about him, I have a pain in my heart. Very anointed. When he does this, people fall down. When he lays hands on me, when he, he preaches with power and authority, scriptures, but he had a weakness. Women. And I warned, I said, listen to me. I said, this is an area the devil is waiting for you. I said, the devil does not care about the anointing you have. He's going to wait for you. And he's a very patient devil. He thought I was joking. I disciplined him. He left our ministry in anger because I disciplined him. He went away. He came back. How did he come back? I learned that he had married a married woman. So I traveled to the place where he was. I dropped the married woman away. Stranger. I brought him back. Started all over. But he still went back. With pain in my heart. I see a potential destroyer. There is nothing in what you can do and who you are today that guarantee you'll still be able to do it tomorrow if you don't get trained. Training helps you to endure many things that other people who are not trained cannot endure. Whenever I go to so many of the countries and the 
I went to Siberia and the, and the temperature was minus 36 degrees. And when they brought me food, I said, go and bring me cold water. He said, ah! I said, yes. I said, I've been to Canada, Yukon, none of it, minus 60 degrees. He said, how do you cope? I said, I'm not even coping. The grace is there. How was the grace developed? Training. 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 Some of you inside this air condition room, you are shaking. Just let your air condition. When they put you on minus 20, go to Chicago. Not only minus, but wind will be carrying it. You will. <laughs> it will almost show between your teeth that you are freezing. Listen to me. If you really, really, really say, I know I have a great destiny. I know I have a great ministry. You know what I want you to do today? You're going to submit yourself. Listen, this is no joke. Or this is not for everybody. This is for those who realize as the ego that they're destined for the very top. I know it's very easy. Ah, yeah, I understand. Think twice. Because it's going to cost you most. Some people don't get trained. I have that. But that's another day. Some people don't get trained because they are not willing to pay the sacrifice. Sacrifice. There is nothing Christ did that did not cost him. What I'm doing is costing me. It has cost me and it's still costing me. But you know why I go through it? Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. The cross is no pain for someone. Who knows where he's going? So many years ago in this country, I was riding Suzuki 100 OY 84051. Never did I wake up one day and complain. Because I know the day is coming that we are now in. Where you can drive any car you want. At whatever time of the day, you can go anywhere you want. But the ego minister is characteristically trained. Many of you are being trained or you are complaining about the aches and the pain. People go to gym and after a while they stop going. Why? The aches and the pain. Not knowing that what you are growing is you are growing strength. Those aches and pain, you are growing strength. Don't get angry like Barnabas did with Paul. Or else your name will be lost. You need to know. Even if you have been trained somewhere, you need to know. Barnabas thought that he was equal with, with Paul. Because of the beginning they said, separate me, Barnabas and Paul. But you know at the stage, they started saying, Paul and Barnabas. So when an opportunity came, Barnabas was on hand. Uh-uh. How can they post me to Igandu? When we have a church in Frita, in Abidjan, in South Africa, Igandu, to go and pioneer a church. I can approach me to Elebu in Ibadan. When we have VI, Lekki, Banana Island, Pineapple Island. Don't get angry so quickly. Even if you are angry, forgive. You are not dealing with perfect people because you are not perfect either. But when, if you endure these things just for a while, God told me years ago, I wept one morning. 
I woke up, I looked at my wife. My wife had only three dresses. I had only three, two trousers and three shirts. One was red, one was green, one was yellow. Those are colors we call from far you will see me coming. I looked at my wife. She had lost weight. So she was using needle and thread to hold her dresses together by the side. And I was crying. She said to me, if crying will do it, you would have done it before now. She said, I was crying before, but I've stopped. She said, let us hope in God. Let us hope in God. And we did hope in God. We picked up the pieces. The rest is history. What you are going through now cannot be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. Eagle minister flies at the very top. Eagle minister gets there fast. The more the training, the faster the journey. Because you are praying by precision. And then you cruise. You know what I'm doing now in ministry? I'm not saying, I believe I can fly. Mm-hmm. If you believe I can, you're still on the ground. I believe I can touch the sky. I'm touching the sky and living in the sky. Spread my wings. That is cruising. And fly away. I believe I can show her. That is a song. This morning, you sincerely know that you want to be an agro minister. You know what I'm going to ask you to do? I'm going to ask you right now. I know everybody says, oh, I'm not an agro minister. Hmm. Think twice before you speak once. No man takes this, this honor. If you know you are called of God and you want to answer into it in the best way possible, I want you to rise on your feet. Called of God. You know you have had the call. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.